0: What's happening everybody? I'm Nolan Tuck, Stacy Glover, and you're listening to Cinema Parlor. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking some Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right. We're going to be talking about also uh, Avengers Endgame. Yes, we will reserve most of
1: that conversation for the end. So, we will we'll give you a warning for when we're talking about that since it's such a recent film. Very good. Stacy, how are you doing? I'm good dude. I uh I'm just off work. I'm I'm ready to talk some, some
0: Marvel movies, just Marvel in general. Uh I'm ready to eat some sausage, you know? Oh yeah, we're gonna grill out after this. Sounds good. Uh first and foremost, what are you drinking, man? Alright, so I got Odell Brewing Company, Hammer Chain. It's a
1: fresh grind double IPA. It's an eight percenter. Uh it's pretty tasty, man. Um I, I really like that one. Yeah, it, it looked like it was a newer one. Might be a seasonal thing that they're doing. I really like Odell. All their stuff that I've had is tasty.
0: They're a good company has a has a nice, uh, nice look to it. There, mm-hmm. uh, very smooth. I am drinking a uh, a party, Tartley Brooklyn, Bel Air Sour, and this is a five point eight percent by the Brooklyn Brewing Company. That is very good. If you're a fan of sour beer, I I'm typically not, but I'm glad you like it. I do. All right. Well, uh, what have you been up to, man? Well,
1: let's see. The everlong quest of defeating Final Fantasy VIII. I am in the last section of that game. I'm on disc four. Uh, basically, you end up in a bad guy's castle, and it's just boss rush. So you have to face like ten bosses in a row. So I'm I'm that working through difficult. that. I've been watching sword and sandal films. I think we're gonna watch one tonight as a group. But um, I've been watching kind of like the the Conan ripoffs, you know, okay. uh, you know Beastmaster, uh,
0: Deathstalker. I watched one of these myself. I watched uh, Beastmaster as well. Yeah, uh, Don Cosliari. It's uh, it's it's okay. Uh, it has some structural problems. It was uh, first time I'd seen it. Not my favorite thing, but. I did enjoy the ambition of it. Right. So you know. Yeah,
1: it's it's not as good as Phantasm, but uh sure. yeah, it, it's pretty enjoyable. Death Stalker, uh it's uh, Roger Corman's like you know, effort to do that. Now, is this I, a
0: was it a is that a sequel or just its own? Death is its own thing. Okay. It
1: had three sequels, um, two of which were direct to video in the nineties. Now, movies.
0: Beastmaster did have sequels itself. Right? Yes,
1: Beastmaster was very successful on, uh, I guess, on cable and rentals. It didn't do too well when it came out. Um, it's probably oversaturated by that point of those type of movies, you know, because Conan um, was like Sword and the Sorcerer. Warrior and Sorceress, Sorceress a lot of, you know, by a lot Jack of Hill. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it was probably oversaturated by the point it came out. It, it did really well on uh, TV. HBO played it all the time. I think Dennis Miller had a joke. Um, HBO stands for like, oh, Beastmaster's on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Something like that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it did well. They made a sequel in the 90s where he comes to like modern time. And yeah. then they had a TV series, which was, uh, I assume, popular. My dad watched it. Okay, it's one of those syndicated shows like Hercules, Legendary right, right. Journey, yeah. something like that.
0: Uh, man, Be- Beastmaster was a strange film. Like, yeah. It just it was a very strange film. Uh, the guy who stars in it, um, Mark Singer, very strange-looking man. Yeah. Um, I-, I don't know if you feel this way. I got a vibe of a mix of like young. Buffed out Kevin Bacon and Kevin Sorbo.
1: Oh, um, yeah, I mean, as far as looks go, I as far as, like, his characterization, <laughs> I was feeling a little, like, like, original Star Wars Mark Hamill. Okay. Like that, like, yeah. innocence, and yeah. then call to adventure. Sure. Uh,
0: yeah, this was strictly Joseph just... Joseph Campbell stuff. Uh, completely his look. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, with the flowing hair and stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, very, yeah. a very... Hey, you know, good
1: hair. on him, though, like, Staying cut for like six weeks of filming. Yeah, so, good on him. You know, kept it going, man. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Other than that, um, I started playing Yakuza okay. Zero for PS4. That's a weird thing. You might like it. It's got, it's got like all real Japanese actors in it. The game is not like translated. It's in Japanese. It's okay. subtitled. The gameplay is weird. You you would think it would be like a GTA clone because it's like an open world ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go around do crime stuff, but it, it's like a beat em up. So you get like these fighting styles, and you switch your fighting styles with the D pad. And so, like, I have a style where I can like grab people and rough them up and pick up items and smash them. Okay. Or I have a thing right now where I can hit them real fast and just do counters. I don't know. It it seems like a weird, cool game. Uh, the mini games that I played thus far are cool. I did some karaoke which is just like
0: really fast Guitar Hero <laughs> on a controller. Okay. So yeah, now it that, uh, seems weird. That was a free game for PlayStation Plus for a uh, month, was it? Yakuza Kiwami
1: was. Oh, okay. Um that, so this is a different, okay. Yeah, uh, so in that series. So I think they're putting, originally Yakuza was a PS2 thing, so it was Yakuza 1 and 2, and then like later sequels came to the PS3, and then PS4, they started with a prequel, Yakuza 0, which is like in the 80s, And it is explaining how all the main characters ended up where they, you know, do. So, um, they've been putting the original series back with, like, the new engines. So, like, there's Yakuza Kiwami and Kiwami 2, which is just a remake of 1 and 2. Okay. They're really popular, I guess. People like them, critics like them. It's like, I've never played these, so I want to see what it's about. You're liking it. Yeah, it's weird. All right. Sounds fun. Yeah. What Uh, what, what have you been into, man? uh, I'll
0: just... Real quick on video games. I've been... uh, Of course, this has been a journey I've been on for a long time. I'm I'm going through Borderlands 2 still. And I've been back on that train playing that a lot. Because we got a Borderlands 3 coming out in, I guess, September. Mm -hmm. So I've been... uh, I want to uh, finish that game and finish uh board, and i've actually never played borderlands uh prequel so nor have i i'd like to finish both games before september that is my gaming goal here Man. so that's that's dlc and all yep all Dang. of it all of it it's gonna be a lot of a lot of borderlands going on oh well, that's awesome <laughs> but uh so that's what i've been doing gaming wise uh movie wise uh i just got just a couple hours here before we recorded i went and watched uh, amazing grace this is the Uh, Aretha Franklin concert film and it was actually made in the early 70s and it never came out until well I guess the end of last year just now hitting theaters here in our town uh, here and I think across the country and uh, this was uh, directed by Sidney Pollack I believe and uh, they had lost uh, many of the audio recordings and I don't know what changed but Something changed where they were able to finally put it out because it was actually it, this was actually also made into a live album. It's like a great live gospel album, like one of okay. the top selling, I believe. And uh, finally, now it's being put out to the world as the documentary form that it was actually shot. Kind of like the Source and Wells thing from last year. Yeah, just a, a kind of a, a film that was thought to be, you know, lost, but kind. Of, I mean, technically there was uh, footage. It just you know never. Never put together, yeah. So, not a completed, yeah. Form so, uh, anyway, th- it's it's a concert film and it was like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, it, it basically just takes place in this church in California mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of an intimate setting and uh, it's it, it's transcendent if I'm being honest. Like, I don't if you are a religious person or not. Uh, you you will be in awe of just her voice. And mm-hmm. it like, it just, man, it, it put me in this kind of place that like, you you felt like a godly presence. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like something I've never felt before. And like her voice was just, man, I don't know if you've ever listened to her much, but just like, yeah. you know, she's a great voice no matter what. But just like w- seeing her live and like doing this, like on like in front of an audience in front of cameras and everything it was just it's it was one of the more impressive things that i've ever witnessed like and it was just it was a really great movie uh, there's a lot of close-ups of her and like they're in this like california church and it's just like hot she's like pouring sweat the whole time and like you just get these very intimate moments and just mm-hmm. like it's, it's mostly focused on her the whole time you get a few sh- kind of wide shots of like the actual people that are there in attendance there's actually interesting like towards the end of the movie um you notice uh some of the crowd shots Mick jagger is there watching wow. this so that was kind of cool um there's this really great moment there that um her dad it, he was a famous preacher mm-hmm. like he comes in and and he uh this this film takes place over two nights so there's night one and night two night one is the first half of the film night two is the second half Her dad comes for night two and there's this very touching moment halfway through night two where they call him up and he uh, talks to the place for about maybe five minutes Uh and uh, she does a song after he talks and she's on piano playing and she's just dripping with sweat and and kind of out in the middle of the song he comes and takes a rag and starts wiping the sweat off her face as she's performing and it's like this very sweet and touching moment in a in this in this film that like it, it kind of comes from nowhere but it's just it's it's great so yeah dude i i want to see it i i was gonna ask you before you
1: asked me um so are you a fan of hers like yeah
0: i mean I, she is no doubt such a talent now <clears throat> i mean I've, I've heard a lot of her hit songs everyone right, has sure you know, uh, no not someone i've just like just listened to albums you, from you uh you dig on her in blues brothers heck yeah man yeah that's a good movie <laughs> yeah but uh, this, this it, it, I don't know. I, it was just, it was a. Would you say, like, quite a moment.
1: one of the better concert films you've seen? Like, is it up there with, like, uh, Jonathan Demi's, you know, Talking Heads? Yes. And, uh, you this,
0: know, Scorsese's Last Waltz. It is up there, for okay. sure. It was a moment I will never forget. I'll put it that way. Wow. And I'm, I'm happy I got to see it in theater and, and just have, like, this intimate moment with her almost that's awesome dude yeah so that was pretty great and uh, i've seen a few other things that was the main thing i just wanted to talk about one quick thing i'll say i also uh last weekend i got to see transit this is the new christian Petzold film i've talked about him a couple episodes or maybe last episode uh he's uh did some movies i talked about called uh Barbara and Phoenix and this is his newest movie almost uh, I think I believe it's like kind of a trilogy this is the third movie of those three they're kind of like connected in a way Mm -hmm. not necessarily through characters but through themes yeah and so uh this is a movie that uh I don't think a lot of people have seen I won't talk a lot about it right now other than to just recommend it and uh uh, he is turning into one of one of my favorite contemporary filmmakers. So he's made cool. three movies in a row that I've loved. So and That's awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of what I've been up to, man. Very cool. Well, yeah.
1: you want to get started. Let's do it. All right, man. So, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it's this brave, bold thing that was created, what, 11 years ago with the first Iron Man? Yeah,
0: 2008 yes somewhere in there
1: yes uh 2008 so that was iron man and incredible Hulk came out that year and that kind of uh paved the way for everything you know to come uh it it really changed the way that studios have made films over the last decade everybody is kind of chasing that shared universe and nobody has really done it to you know great effect um Honestly, like what we're seeing with this series is a thing that's never happened in Hollywood before, mm-hmm. and it's kind of remarkable for what it is. But before we get into all of that, I wanted to, I want to pick your mind. I want to, yeah. you know, some probing questions about, uh, you know, what's your experience with uh, some of these characters, you know, beforehand? Because we have very sure. different uh, childhoods. I yeah. was raised... With superheroes in my life forever, my dad was a big fan of comic books. Uh, he collected all those original Marvel, you know, comics from the 60s. Unfortunately,
0: that's not something he kept, you know, lost in a house fire, as so many treasures often do. My, uh, just quick side note, my, my, uh, grandpa, uh, was a big baseball card collector when he was younger and he had, I mean, big time cards would be right. worth a lot of money now. Same thing happened, house fire, yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, when you're poor and your houses are made out of tar, yep. uh, they catch fire. Right. So, uh, yeah, he, he lost all that stuff. But, you know, when we were growing up, um, we it's not how it is now, but we actually had, um, you know, we kind of grew up in a boom where we had access to stuff to get us into these things. Um, and, you know, during our formative years, it was, you know, right before the comic boom of the 90s. And then, you know, during that, um, I don't know if you had much experience with that, but once Tim Burton's Batman came out in 89, comic books had a resurgence. Um, The graphic novel was starting to take form. Uh, I believe Arkham Asylum by Grant Morrison was like one of the first like trade paperbacks released. It was a big hit, came out in the late 80s. Um, Then you have like these new voices coming on the scene, Um, new artists, you know, Jim Lee, uh, Todd McFarlane. Mm -hmm. Comics are getting edgier. Um, and, and people are just going gaga for him, man. Um, it's just popular yeah. entertainment. And that does kind of go away, you know, in the mid nineties over Um, but so when I was growing up, um, and this is going to be pre, I'm going to say like pre early nineties. So like late eighties, um, probably 91, 92. Um, the things that we had access to was they would do superhero video games, and then they had the TV shows. So, Incredible Hulk was a, a show that was yeah. in syndication by that time. And all of those superhero shows kind of fit the same mold. It, um, it And honestly, a lot of the, uh, like, hero shows from that time, so, like, Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman, a lot of them are, you know, The Wandering Hero, and they you know come to a small town or they see some situation happen and it's like it's all resolved within that like 40 minute episode yeah. um and you know for the hulk you would get like a hulk out scene with lou ferrigno mm-hmm. you know turning into the hulk and you know i i ate that stuff up man when i was a kid uh we would go to the video store and i don't know if you've ever been exposed or seen these but this would have been before the fox cartoons that were kind of big when we were growing up yeah um so they did cartoons in the 60s and 70s, and this would have been, I know, maybe it's probably 70s, this would have been before um, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I know of it. I, it's from the early 80s. Right. Um, Spider-Man, Iceman, and um, Firestarter, I, well, the, A Girl with Fire. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they did um, these cartoons that would be just straight up the comic books. And they would do, like, the pages of the comic, but it would be animated. And, like, the mouths would move, you know, like how some okay. of those, like, yeah. cheap 70s cartoons were. And, dude, I would just watch those all the time. Um, okay. So that's kind of, like, that's my exposure to, yeah. you know, those characters. I also got uh, comic books from the grocery store. Yeah. Um, I And I can tell you we didn't have access to stuff like we do now. So you couldn't really follow like particular arcs. It was more of like, like I I remember I had a captain America, um, maggot or, you know, comic that it was probably from the late eighties, man. And I I think it was at the time when he was, I think it's like secret agent or something. He was in a black suit and his shield looked like a night shield. It wasn't like the captain America shield that
0: we know. And so basically it was, you know, what was available
1: yeah and he um i know he was like fighting drug dealers on a yacht and i just remember like a diamond being thrown and bouncing off his shield and into a dude's skull like to like take the bad guy out yeah dude those 80s comics are pretty brutal (laughs) um but you know i love that i had like some wolverine when he was in like the
0: brown and yellow okay um Oh, did you get comics when you were a kid? Did yeah, so, you, like, what,
1: what was your exposure? Mine's
0: a, my, my exposure is definitely different. Um, I grew up in more of a... I guess my quote-unquote fandom would have been sports when I was mm-hmm. younger. So I, I grew up... I spent most of my time watching a lot of baseball, even as a young child. My dad was a coach. So uh, that was kind of what I grew up with. Uh, I grew up also... Uh, You know, I was into like G.I. Joes. I I remember watching G.I. Joes. Into that, I was into the Ninja Turtles until they were taken away from me, (laughs) uh, which is a whole different story. We'll get into I'm sure someday. Um, Now, I did watch. You know, I I I very much remember uh, the '90s animated Spider Man Mm -hmm. and X Men, which I was a big fan of both of those as a kid growing up. That's about the limit of my exposure of comic book. Um, I never read them. I never bought them. Uh, Not that it was. I mean, I'm sure I could have. I just didn't ever, I guess, have the want, have a want, or show a desire to. Do you remember the first Marvel comic that you would have read? Uh, it, it, I I'm guessing it would have been something that I borrowed from you. So probably. Um, probably not till high school or college. Yeah, it would have been high school or college, and that would have been in a graphic novel form mm-hmm. because I I don't think I have ever actually read a single comic in my life. I've read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've looked. I've. So, when you, you know. were a kid, um, when you would go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. you know, they would be in the magazine racks. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you just have no interest? I didn't, and I don't know why. Um, I remember, I looked at weird stuff. I, I remember looking at Mad Magazine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a form uh, of a comic. Sure. So, I do, I do remember looking at that. We had, at the grocery store we went to, if you remember, we did have a movie section. Right. And I remember always being drawn to looking at all the VHSs yeah, and the stuff. VHS so I spent a lot of time in that section just uh-huh. looking. Um but for some reason I don't know why I just I don't and maybe I did and I just don't remember. But yeah. um I don't I don't have a recollection um, of doing that.
1: Okay. What about um like action figures? So mm-hmm. when we were growing up, um action figures were like the biggest like male yep. toys, yep. right? Um, you know, and, and as you said GI Joe, Ninja Turtles, like those were probably like the two biggest yeah. toy lines when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. But uh superheroes, uh, this is probably like it's post Batman 89. So probably like right before that boom of the early 90s. Uh-huh. Uh Toy Biz, they had a very popular toy line of uh comic characters. So I had uh I had like a Captain America and he would like shoot a shield. I had an Incredible Hulk that would bend a steel rod. Uh, I had a Daredevil. I think he might have been in the red and yellow suit from way back when. Uh-huh. Um, probably with like a karate chop or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, I had all these toys, man. Um, and then, of course, like the toys really took off with those uh, Fox cartoons sure. um, that you were talking about. So so you did watch uh, Spider-Man and X-Men. Yeah,
0: and those, that's, I I, I remember them very much. Um I, when I was, I, some of my favorite episodes I remember just right offhand is like, you never forget the Venom stuff the first time you right. see it. With, you know, an Eddie Brock and, and things like that. I think that. that's so, how the show starts. And that's like, that's something that I like always just kind of have a, a memory of. And that's probably one of the first episodes mm-hmm. I ever saw, if I was to guess. Um, but I thought, you know, even as a, as a younger kid, I, I I was drawn to that, and I I thought it was a very cool looking animation, and and the characters were well done, and I liked those. And that same with the X Men. I think what fascinated me with the X Men was there, there were so many different characters, right? And it was something I was drawn to. Um, Did you have a favorite? Uh, Wolverine. I mean like Wolverine. probably like most kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just because, you know, you're draw I think something about the look of those claws and their sheen, I was just probably drawn to that if I was mm-hmm. to guess. Um but yeah. And and to be honest, I mean, the Spider Man was my favorite and that's probably why I have a liking for Spider Man movies in general. Yeah. i have always in like if I was you know, if I was to have a so called favorite comic book hero. It'd probably be him just because like that's the one character that I kind of grew up watching and probably have some sort of relationship with. Yeah. I guess. Uh but yeah that some was nostalgia that was, there. Yeah, sure. And that's probably the extent of it for me, I would say. Did you get ever so both of those shows had pretty popular toy lines. Did you ever get any toys nev- of those? Nope, never did. Um like I said, the most toys I can remember, like the you know, the G.I. Joe's and the and the Ninja Turtles also had uh these weird uh rubber yeah like playing with those for some reason that's about the uh the the most i can remember yeah from toys that i had i
1: i couldn't really play outside when i Mm -hmm. was a kid uh health stuff Mm -hmm. and uh so like action figures like that was the thing for me and
0: yeah superhero figures were a big deal sure yeah i mean and as far as like other things i was into like as i said i was a baseball fan so like my dad has always been a huge like card collector right so like i got into like collecting baseball cards when i was like you know probably a young middle schooler you know when you were actually could understand like you're buying things to not destroy them mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that, yeah, was so, what, to that was something i got into as well <laughs>
1: um okay so what about video games i know you had a sega genesis growing up uh-huh. um now superhero video games were kind of a big deal sure um and they would do them based
0: off the comic arcs, too. I think uh, they did was Maximum Carnage. And that was the game I was going to mention. As, as we've already discussed, me being a Spider-Man fan, uh-huh. that was one of my favorite games. I had that game, uh, or I rented it. One of the two. If I didn't have it, I rented it a lot, because I yeah. played it a lot. So yeah. On the
1: Sega one, uh-huh. was it a red cart?
0: Yep, it was. Yep.
1: Do you... <laughs> you probably don't remember, but um, advertisements for that game... And I don't even know of this band outside of the game. But it would be like, Soundtrack by Green Jelly. Do you remember that?
0: I don't, but that sounds great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I had no idea who that was. Okay. I just knew they did the the soundtrack for Maximum Carnage. Sweet. Um, yeah, and advertisements for that game were everywhere. That thing was huge when it yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was a lot of fun if I you know... You never know how your memories hold, but remembering at the time, I <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's one of those beat-em-ups. Uh, mm-hmm. You get to play as a, you know, Spider-Man, and a yep. bunch of like different Marvel characters come to his aid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, like, most of the superhero games from that time are beat-em-ups. Yep. Um, I don't know if you ever played it, but our Walmart had um, the X-Men arcade game, a okay. uh, four-player cabinet. That game's pretty stellar. Um, I also played a bunch of Captain America and the Avengers And that was actually my introduction to a lot of the characters that are popular in the movies now. Um, Iron Man was in there. It's Captain America, of course. Um, The Vision Mm -hmm. and Hawkeye. Those were your playable characters. Very nice. So in in those cartoons, Vision and Hawkeye, they don't show up. And Iron Man really isn't a big thing during that time. He, He did get a show in the 90s, but... Mm-hmm. he was looked at as kind of a B character. Sure. Um, it really, honestly, it wasn't until like, I mean, probably until like the 2000s um, comics run and mm-hmm. then the movie. Okay. You know, for Iron Man to be a big deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember when the movie came out, um, you know, someone like me who not familiar with mm-hmm. his character very much, you know, for me it was kind of a weird thing to start with, right? Cause yeah iron man i was like i know that character i don't know him very well i know of him so um let's skip ahead i want to say can i have have one more thing on the video game oh yeah yeah. before we start i just wanted to say the one thing that and, and you'll agree with me i think on this the one thing that i did have some sort of a connection with is before these movies came out, this would have been, the I guess, the PlayStation 2 era. And it would be the Ultimate Alliance games. Now, these games were fun because I, like yourself, like action RPGs. And when these came out, there were two of them, and they were a big deal. And they did actually... Like playing those games, you can unlock all these different characters uh-huh. from the Marvel Universe, and it did give me a sense of understanding some of the characters and what powers they have. Um, that was probably
1: on, and yeah, I was gonna talk about this. Uh, was that game your first exposure to a lot of like the lore? Oh, definitely, of Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. sure. Um, because I mean, there's, like, what, 20 characters in that? Like, you mm-hmm. knew some of the X-Men. Right. You knew, like, the big characters, like Captain America, sure. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, you knew Fantastic Four. Right. Yeah. Um, but, like, other characters, like Doctor Strange, is that somebody you were exposed to? That would have been to? the
0: first time I would have been exposed to him. It would have been the first time I would have been exposed to someone like Nick Fury. Black Panther. Black Panther, Vision. Um, I didn't know, you know, Black Widow, any of those characters. Yeah. That would have been a first for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a big, as far as just like in this, in the Marvel universe per se, per se, that would have been some, like really the first thing that I would understand more characters than just Spider-Man and Captain, Mar- you know, you know,
1: stuff that's either sure. like super popular or from like one of those Fox nineties right. cartoons. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that game was awesome. Uh, I think we put so much freaking time into yeah, that thing. Yeah, fun stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, they don't, they don't make them like that anymore. But we are getting a third one coming out this summer. Hey, right. um, Yeah, Ultimate Alliance
0: uh, 3 Infinity yeah.
1: Gauntlet or War. It's kind of loosely based off of... I'm going to
0: have to uh, borrow your uh, Nintendo Switch sometime. In- yeah,
1: heck yeah, man.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, we got that to look forward to. Um, so, fast-forwarding
1: a little bit with, like, uh, the comic stuff... Um, so the movies start. Marvel kind of gets big again in the late '90s when these movies start coming out. So you have, um, you know, original X Men. Um, mm-hmm. Blade
0: was probably the first big one. Yeah. Were these movies that you you know watched? Yep. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed. I uh, I watched. Um, you know the X Men movies at the time. I think I enjoyed the first two. Uh, I, I it's something that I probably am just gonna leave and not ever revisit just because I don't know how I would feel about them now. No, that's a good idea. So, I enjoyed them at the time and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, the first Blade movie I actually didn't see in theaters because it was rated R and I was not, you know, <laughs> allowed to watch this movie sure. for a while as a kid. Um, but I have seen it, you know, since it's been, you know, on home video uh-huh. and I've enjoyed it. Blade 2, I think, is awesome. Oh, well, yeah. A very those good first movie. two
1: movies I really did uh-huh. a
0: lot. Yeah, so, uh, big fan of fan of those for sure. So then, Spider-Man comes out. Uh,
1: Tobey Maguire, you know, Sam Raimi directed. That thing's a monster hit. I, I, yeah, I love those first two movies. I know you, I I do. you do too. I do. Big fan of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the second one, I will go ahead and say, I think is, if not my favorite, one of my favorite superhero genre films. Yeah, so. it, it's up there with the best of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe sure. and like, you know
1: tim burton Mm -hmm. slash christopher nolan batman sure i'd say yeah yeah so marvel kind of like spider-man they kind of like put that franchise through the shitter Mm -hmm. and you know this marvel cinematic universe like comes about so they decide marvel decides and i believe they team up with paramount for that first iron man film Mm -hmm. and then uh universal has the rights to the hulk So they decide that they're going to make their own production company, but then they're going to license out these films to different studios to release and they're going to make their own like contained universe. And this is all hinted at in the first Iron Man, you know, it ends with uh, Nick Fury played by Sam Jackson. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a nice little Easter egg for fans talking about the Avengers initiative and just building towards that. Um, it, when you watch that, is that something that you understood like what was happening or was nah, it, uh, no,
0: I mean at the time, no, <laughs> did, did you need to, like me and Kirby to tell you like Absolutely. why it's a big deal? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and that will go on through a lot of the movies as far as like, um, especially they became known for, you know, what's called stingers, uh, you know, after the credits and a lot of the movies, I had no idea what the stinger was about, uh huh, but I still wanted to see it just Right. <laughs> but I have had definitely had friends that could explain it to me, so that was nice.
1: So that first Iron Man movie super popular, and then, like, the films kind of, like, they do okay, but they're not, like, mega hits. Sure. Um, They introduce all these, like, I mean, outside of Captain America, all the other characters are kind of, like, they're not characters that people would be exposed to. Mm-hmm. So, like, Thor, that's is that somebody outside of that video game that you would have known? No, no. See, and, um, I was introduced to Thor from, I, first he's my dad's favorite comic book character. Okay. So I got to read some Thor comics, you know, back in the day. And, uh, secondly, uh, there was, <laughs> so the incredible Hulk, um, I don't know if you probably don't remember these at all, but, uh, they did TV movies for shows oh, back wow. in the day okay. for like popular shows that ended, they would do, um, TV movies. So, like, Perry Mason had some TV movies, Um, uh, Columbo, Uh right? Um, Which I think his show was the Saturday Night movie anyways. Like, the show was movies, Um, but they would do some in the 90s, you know, like a Mm -hmm. revival. So, they did three TV movies with the Hulk. Um, There was, was like, The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Uh, that one involved Daredevil, the Kingpin, and the Incredible Hulk. Oh, wow.
0: So Daredevil had to represent the Hulk. Now, uh, did, did Lou Regno play? Yeah. Okay, uh, it's him and Bill okay. Bixby
1: and all of them. And then there was one, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the Hulk teaming up with Thor. Uh-huh. And it's like Thor from the comics. So it's like a normal like dude. Mm-hmm. And he like hits, has a walking stick and he hits it and it turns into the hammer and he's possessed by Thor. <laughs> so, and they fight bad guys, uh, and they were talking about doing a Thor spin off, you know, from that, and it never, you know, happened. Okay. And then, you know, in the, the early 90s, we got the death of the Incredible Hulk, where they killed off the character. Um, it was very sad. I don't okay. know if you remember this. No. Yeah, he falls from a helicopter. Wow. Obviously, we know now that wouldn't happen. Yeah. The Hulk <laughs> would survive, it'd that. be fine yeah (laughs) so man and i'm sorry i didn't tag spoilers before death of the incredible hulk but it's been out (laughs) since like 1991 you had your chance you had your chance yeah um (laughs) anyways um so they they start with these characters and honestly like the hulk was probably the most popular character that they launched with right yeah and that movie just it did okay it's probably one of the worst movies that they released so um and it's not a bad
0: movie it's just very like average i i've seen it once i we watched it in theaters together i don't believe i was a fan and i have very small remembrance of it uh-huh. so yeah i'll just say not my favorite yeah it, it's it's a movie edward norton it plays yeah the hulk in that which we end up getting a character change yeah a better yes you yeah, know technology gets better for yeah, the cgi for and sure. everything
1: so um Anyways, so Marvel, like, they build, and they build, and they build, and they're kind of doing this serialized storytelling thing, mm-hmm. and then Avengers comes out, and it is a freaking blockbuster. Yep. um, Something that I could say is probably not predicted, because outside of Iron Man, the other films didn't, like, I mean, I I think, like, Thor and Captain America maybe, like, were in the $150 million yep. range for, like, domestic gross. Um, Nowadays, like... I mean, their movies just open with that.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't matter how strange the movie is or what characters. It just they they make bank. Yeah, so uh, <laughs>
1: Avengers, you know, builds a lot of goodwill, and all the movies after that, I think, like all of the sequels, do really well. Uh, Thor: Dark World, I think its grosses were a little a little less than you know, like Captain America: Winter mm-hmm. Soldier and you know, Iron Man three and stuff. Um, But they keep building towards, um, you get these entries into the Avengers. So you got Age of Ultron. And then they keep expanding the universe with, uh, you know, we go to space with Guardians of the Galaxy. We get introduced to the weird with Doctor Strange, um, Ant-Man. They're they're just building all these characters. and. They get the rights to Spider-Man. Yeah, they get the rights to Mm Spider-Man. And they open the world up in a way that... Um, their later movies definitely have a flavor that the earlier films don't have and the earlier films everything is grounded even Thor which mm-hmm. is like it's like space nights yeah space Nordic <laughs> mythology yeah but like they explain everything in that first movie with science mm-hmm. like it's like they're afraid to be yeah. like they're afraid of the weird yeah they're afraid of the weird yeah. but then it's like once Guardians comes out and makes mega bucks it's like
0: mm-hmm. We're going to be weird. Once they realize they can make some money, let's, you know, it opens up. And I feel like the yeah. reins have kind of been loose ever since. Yeah. Um,
1: they, there's been some formulaic films here and sure. there. But um, outside of
0: that, I mean, the series has been weird. Yeah. So this series breaks down, I guess they call it, as of right now, we have three phases. Yeah. Correct? And I think they're geared
1: around Avengers films. So mm-hmm. phase one was up through Avengers, and did that... Did Iron Man 3 end Phase 1, or was that the start of, like, Phase 2? I'm saying it's
0: the start of Phase 2. Okay,
1: so Avengers is the end of Phase 1. Mm-hmm. That's the culmination of everyone coming together. Yep. Phase 2 kicks off with, like, Iron Man 3. It, um, by Phase 2, we're introduced to Thanos. The threat of mm-hmm. Thanos is presented at the end of the Avengers, and you find out that there are these stones that exist... Between Avengers and Captain America, mm-hmm. that these stones have power, and whoever wields them, just has ultimate power. So Phase Two is all about setting where these stones are, mm-hmm. um, and what they can do. Um, does Phase Two end with Age of Ultron? I would assume. Um, but or, no, no, no. I think Ant Man came out the year, okay. or it came out that summer after Probably Age right of Ultron. Range, sure. And I think that was the end of Phase Two. Okay. And then they started Phase 3, so they introduced some of the weirder, important players, you know, Doctor Strange and stuff, Um, and then they kind of, this culminates with what we have now with um, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, which is like this, basically our generation's Return of the Jedi.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I've heard a lot of talk about this, uh, not to get too far ahead, but yeah. A lot of talk about this in the last week or two, about how much of achievement this was. And it's uh-huh. true. Um, and to think about it. This was... It really is a huge event. And this is a thing... It doesn't happen very often in film, right? We, right? we have something so big. And what they've achieved here is something I don't think they will achieve again. Now, not to say there won't be... There's going to to be more phases. But the lead up to this moment mm-hmm. is... I part of me wonders is this the last huge moment we're going to have in a long time for film as far as like blockbuster scale. Well,
1: um so let's talk about that. Um so would you say these moments um The Return of Star Wars with Phantom Menace, Sure. The Return to Star Wars with Force Awakens, right. Um The First Avengers, yeah.
0: And then this Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, you know, Infinity War was big too. But this was the, this was the conclusion. Well, yeah, everybody, was... Black th- Panther was right, huge. Sure, uh, but, but what makes this just so big is because of everything that's led up to it. Now we can we'll talk about some of, you know, the highs and lows. But uh-huh. like, what this movie essentially did is, it tries to make everything leading up to it actually. ...mean something. Right. And not on an individual scale, but as a whole. Which, we've never seen anything like this before. And I don't know if we ever will again to this level. This is also...
1: Wouldn't you say this is the least casual, friendly blockbuster ever released? Yeah, for sure. Because... So, all those other movies we listed... Anybody could go into the theater and know what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like Phantom Menace you're at the start of a thing, sure. you you get it. Mm-hmm. Um Force Awakens same thing. Yeah. Um even Avengers, it's it, like you can pick up like okay, this sure. I, I can get who these guys are. Yeah. If you go into in game, right. And you, it, no, it's
0: it's a very good point. And like it, you need to have seen all of these films yeah, prior to It's it. actually to be honest, and, and I've given Marvel grief in the past, but In conclusion, it was Baldy to do what they did because for a movie that's made as much money as it has, it takes someone to be able, they have to watch, Mm -hmm. I would say, if not all, at least most of the movies leading up to this point. And they put all that in basket into this um, because uh, it was their belief that it would work. It obviously did.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so something we kind of uh, glazed over, uh, we did talk about how Marvel was pimping out their movies to different studios. Disney sweeps in, and they buy it. True. They buy everything, the whole company. Yeah. So with doing this, Disney also has to... Um, there's certain things that they have to do. I don't think that Disney can release an Incredible Hulk film, mm-hmm. a solo one. Um, He has to be a supporting character because... Um, Universal has the rights to his solo films. Um, I also believe that, um, Iron Man, even Iron Man three, which Disney owned them by that time. Um, I think Paramount was a co, um, production studio. I think that Mm -hmm. they had some domestic rights to releasing that film. Okay. Now I think by now, I think Disney has like swallowed everything up and, they have no one that they have to pay money except for Sony. Sony owns Spider Man still, um, but it seems like they are very happy had to a, let Marvel. It seems like they've made the a deal with them, them
0: to let that happen. So <laughs>
1: this also gives um, gives them more control over everything sure. that they can do, and maybe that's another reason why like things got a little weirder is because yeah. I mean, who are you answering to? It's not like you have a yeah. Paramount, you yeah, know executive producer guy coming down and being like wait a minute um so you're you're putting howard the duck in this Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so let's talk about the movies themselves we're not going to go over all of them that would be too exhaustive um
0: you uh what are the ones you like a lot okay so i'll break it down this way uh phase one i'm just i'm gonna go in phases here Okay. okay phase one it started out on a mixed note because like I said, the Hulk, not my thing. Yeah, but that you movie. like Iron Man, right? I, Everybody likes Iron, Iron Man. Iron Man, very good movie. Yeah. Like Still holds up. It holds up and it's 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 very well done. Like uh, the third act is a little, you know, Jeff Bridges having sure.
1: video game boss dialogue. But other than that, it's good. And the
0: thing about Iron Man is Robert Downey is just a charismatic actor and so like he is probably my personal favorite in the series. I got a question for you. Yes.
1: Do you think that on Robert Downey's um return to um being famous because Iron Man really is the start of it. Uh I know he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and critics mm-hmm. loved it, but that wasn't a huge movie. Well, I, and, I, mean, I mean he's in
0: Zodiac, Scanner Darkly. He's great. Sure, the, the truth of the matter is uh you know, they they took a risk by putting him in 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 the lead role yeah. of that. and not only You know, it would turn out not just for that movie, but basically a co-face of their franchise.
1: So once they're on, once people are on board with Robert Downey, he quickly gets an Oscar nomination, but it's for Tropic Thunder. Um, Do you think that he should have got his Oscar nod for the first Iron Man?
0: I mean, I'd be should, fine with it. Should
1: that have been the come-out party? Should we have all just wrapped it
0: up right then? I mean, he's great. in He's it. great in Tropic Thunder. Oh, well, sure. I mean, Tropic Thunder is hilarious, and yeah. he is very good in that movie. But I mean, he's—I would say—he's just as good in Iron Man. He's—he is. When I think of Iron Man, he is—he's Iron Man. I mean, he will always be Iron carries Man. Carries the movie from now on for me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, very good movie, and so started great uh, for me. Now from that point on. Through Phase One, I watched I watched the movies when they came out because right. I was interested. Yeah, to, you know, they're making a Thor movie with Chris Hemsworth. All right, cool. Not my favorite thing. I liked about half the movie. Uh, with that movie, uh, I loved the stuff on Asgard. Earth I, sucks. I was not a fan of the Earth stuff. And that Kenneth Brown, He's got a wonderful visual eye, though, and he sure. basically tried to make a Shakespeare film in space. Sure. So there was that. Um, now I will say, uh, I was a big fan of Captain America when it came out, the first one. Um, it's a good film. I I enjoyed that movie. It it basically plays
1: to all of uh, Joe Johnson's strengths. Sure, and it has like one of the best uses of montage mm-hmm. in films. Like films today can learn like like this is how you expediate storytelling. Um, the montage of him being the star-spangled boy like they do right. the song sure. um and, and it looks beautiful too it's
0: got this yeah. like washed out technicolor look it to it yeah um that movie's underrated yeah I, I think it's a very solid movie uh as we go in like and of course like avengers yeah i so get avengers, avengers it's my favorite movie of the of the franchise mm-hmm. uh you know I, I think a lot of people talk about the russo brothers now because of of, of what they've done. Yeah. I think people, you know, I don't know if they forget. It's just like Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon had a, had a huge hand in orchestrating yeah. what happened. And with Avengers, it's, it's a movie that I would say kind of stumbles at first, maybe like 20, 30 minutes, maybe it has some, some issues, but once it get in, gets into the movie, I, it, it just, it's brilliant to me. And and the last, like, I don't know, it's, it's probably close to a 45 minute battle sequence at the end. I think for me, it's one of the best battle sequences ever filmed. I would put it up there with now. Not everyone agrees with me on this, but I love transformers three dark of the moon. I, that battle sequence is great for me. I'm sorry. So for people (laughs)
1: that have like taste and sensibility, um, what, like Fury Road, maybe that's a, a good sure. call.
0: Fury Road, sure. Or, uh, Helms Deep, you know, Lord of the Rings. Oh, Ring. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. good films. Yeah, uh, but, but this battle sequence in Avengers goes up there with, with, with those for me. Did and you think
1: about Transformers 3 because Avengers has the giant space worms? <laughs> now, to, I mean,
0: <laughs> they are there, obviously. Right. But. No, dude, I, I agree, I, <laughs> For for all the slack, we're we're gonna someday we will have a Michael Bay episode. I'm actually a Michael Bay believer, but uh, I believe Michael Bay exists. Yeah, for, but but uh, I won't talk about him much right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that battle sequence in in Dark of the Moon is is uh, fantastic. But this Avengers sequence top uh, you know is on the same level for me, and it, it's all about spacing. It's about. Um, understanding what's on screen and being able to see it and like comprehend what's happening in the action not just a lot of you know of these uh you know close ups medium close ups but actually seeing the action and also just composition i mean and that freaking it, tracking it, shot yeah there, there's it, it's just for me that that's top top of the level action scene right there and that's i agree that's that for me is what makes avengers one of the greatest action uh, movies of uh, the last probably 20 years
1: yeah i i fully agree with you man and also you have like this coming together of characters that are so like at odds with one another and joss whedon's like dialogue he's just one of the best writers sure so if you can get him to like look over and do your script for you yeah like you're gonna have a good good sounding cast everybody's gonna look great right and and they do and you're right the the takeoff for the movie those first like 15 20 minutes like on shield base like Mm -hmm. explaining like the loki pokey stick and you know like the tesseract and like what all this stuff does it it is a little clumsy but yeah once once iron man captain america and thor are in the same room you know
0: yeah 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 great stuff so okay, let's move on to um, the next run of films. All right, so phase two. Now this is the phase where I almost checked out, and this is, you know, for me like some of these films they started running together for me, where I a lot of them I thought they they just they had the same color palette. Uh, I, I I was starting to have a issue with telling them apart, and maybe that was their whole game all along you know they wanted to make this more of a a franchise thing sometimes at this stage maybe than individual films i'd say um, looking back though it probably changed. not the case exactly and so in this phase i always had i had some issues um so you hate iron man three, iron man 2 we'll no, talk about that first that's that's first phase man iron oh, oh, i'm man sorry we before. didn't talk about that. they made iron man 2 before captain america okay door. well iron man 2 i i don't like you so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <We'll> um, get... <laughs> there's a good
1: scene in that movie the the raceway scene. Okay. That that scene's okay. Do you remember
0: that scene? Uh, vaguely. There's like laser whips. Oh yeah, with uh, Tony has the suit in the suitcase. And who's the villain in that? Uh,
1: uh Mickey Rourke. Yeah, Mickey and Rourke. And Sam Rockwell the, is right. chewing scenery yeah. as
0: uh, Justin huh, huh, Hammer. Huh, huh. That's right.
1: Uh, there's
0: here's the thing. That movie's not good, but there are things to enjoy out of okay, it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, now I will say also uh, Thor: The Dark World that is in Phase I, Two. I really dislike that movie. That's a bad film. Uh, but yes,
1: Tom Hiddleston, Chris Hemsworth, and Anthony Hopkins are still good. Met and Dark Elves. Dark Elves are bad. <laughs> They're terrible <laughs> villains. Um, they do nothing.
0: Okay. Uh, what else? Well, what about Iron Man, 3? Did you okay, like, uh, Iron Man three? Did you like Shane Black? I do like Iron Man three, so that was something positive from Phase two for me. Uh, so what about Guardians? Guardians, I also enjoy. I love Guardians. I, I one I, of my favorites. We'll get to what I like more after a while, but Guardians is a good movie for me. Um. Okay, you are you.
1: You vary from every other human on the planet in this. You do not like Captain America Civil or not Civil War. Um, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Okay, so here's most consider
0: that one of the best in the entire sure. series. This this is where I guess for me, like first off, I I do think thinking back on it, I haven't seen the movie since theaters. I don't hate the movie by any means. I just wouldn't say you it's in my top viciously hate it <laughs> top tier. Uh, of <laughs> Marvel films, I, like you think, I think it has bad action scenes. I, I'm not a fan of the action, but that that is mostly a problem I have with the Russo brothers in like, general. You just saw like medium shots of people fighting. I do not. Um, I just, I just don't think. And again, you want shaky cam. I'm, I'm not saying I am uh, correct. This is just an opinion. I, I'm just not a fan of their style of action. I I think it's too crowded, and I think they do a bad job of spacing. And I have always had issues with their action scenes of of just understanding uh composition in space. And
1: I really think you need to rewatch Winter Soldier because hey, maybe I we'll think you're sometime. wrong on the action Now scenes. I
0: will say uh when we get to here in a little bit, I, well, I'll save it. Okay. Uh but yeah, uh Winter Soldier I for me, I know you're you're a big fan of that one. I, it's a good well, one. Let's hear about why you like it. You've been asked um, my opinion. Yeah, I, I, think like it's, that movie.
1: I think it's the best Captain America film. I actually think the Captain America series, um, and we're gonna talk about the third one in a bit. Um, I I think it still is one of the strongest series out of you know the main characters. You know, because they all have like three films now. Um, Iron Man's great, but Iron Man Two is horrendous. Thor Two is horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, Winter Soldier, I I like that it has like a seventies like like marathon man, you know, three days of the Condor feel mm-hmm. to it. Um, you know, this political thriller. I I like the action scenes. I I love the scene like on the boat. It looks really good at the beginning. Um, so many wide shots and medium shots, and I like that. I like to see what's going on. I don't like the shaky cam stuff. I don't like. Like, Christopher Nolan-style fight scenes, I do not like those. Um, you know, I, I like the camera to be pulled back. I want to... Like, if these dudes are doing martial arts stuff, I want to see it. Sure. I want to see people doing, like, you know, judo and, like, throwing knees and stuff at each other. And you get this really awesome fight between Cap and... Uh, George, George St. Pierre. One of the UFC dudes at the very beginning of the film. And it looks really cool. Um, I think that the, uh, the highway... Battle, it's probably like the big battle scene in the movie. Uh, it's between uh, Winter Soldier and the Hydra guys against uh, Captain America, um, Black Widow, and um, new character, um, Falcon. Sure. Um, I, I think that scene looks awesome, and I love like the intensity that they build during that scene. Um, the set pieces, it like the staging of it, it reminds me of like James Cameron during, like, Terminator 2. Obviously, it's not as competent as that, and comparing it to one of the finest action films ever made is unfair, but it did, you know, remind me of some of that stuff with the way he's able to build tension with the action. Um, Yeah, and, dude, Robert Redford's so watchable. I just think it's a solid film, and it's not dumbed down
0: like uh, Iron Man 2 or a, uh, you know, Thor Mm -hmm. 2 was. And I'll say this, like, again, I... I haven't seen it since it came out in theater, which was, what, uh, it's been a number of years ago at Yeah, this point. six, seven years. So, you know, it's one I, I might revisit sometime. And to be honest, you know, maybe I'll enjoy it. I, I think I have such a bad taste in my mind of just uh-huh. their later movies, of their action, Yeah, that maybe I give it a bad rap. Um, so that's something maybe I'll recheck out sometime and, and give it a, a fresh look, as they say.
1: So, um, Guardians
0: yeah guardians is a very entertaining movie for me um my biggest issue with guardians is that i like the second one more that's not a fault of the movie that's just you just like the second one more i do
1: yeah i i love that first film i think it's a uh, very i i think as far as like emotional mm-hmm. stuff goes it's uh, one of the better films in the series and you know the soundtrack's great uh james gunn's compositions are great um, and, and it just has, you know, the team getting together feel. Yeah. So, one,
0: one good thing about the, the guardians movies is, uh, they're probably for me, uh, the characters I like being around the most in the Marvel series, the funnest, uh, yeah, they have, uh, you know, they're, they are very funny, but like, they also have good chemistry together. I think they, uh, their characters are all kind of interesting. Their their backstories are interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I just I like being around them. So, all right, man. So let's yeah. get
1: into some Age of Ultron. Um, We we probably need to speed things up. Probably um, so. we, we don't need to talk too
0: much about it, but do you like this movie? I do like Age of Ultron. Uh, I was probably at the time a little let down because I was... Such a big fan of the first Avengers, and uh, I don't think it uh, is nearly as good as that movie, but I do think, looking back on it, uh, it is a solid entry into the franchise. And again, this was the last film that Joss Whedon would do, and I think for a little while, you miss uh, you miss his voice.
1: Okay, so let's talk about um, Age of Ultron. They do a great job of bringing the characters together, and it feels like a team, but they're still butting heads. Sure. Um, the dialogue's still great and snappy. Uh, the action scenes. I don't think the action scenes are as good as the first Avengers. Agreed. But I
0: still think they're really good. They're solid. They're definitely not as good, in my opinion, as well. But they are, they're They're still solid. Um, What do you think of Ultron as a character? James Spader. I think he's... I I think he's quite an interesting character. I think my my biggest problem maybe is there's they really build him up in the in the first part of the film. Right. And I think it, it fades. His intro is so it good. It is. It's really good. And I I think he they make him out to be maybe more menacing than he actually ends up Do you, being. I think we probably have the same
1: feelings about the film. Um so by third act when it's just yeah. Ultron robot wars. Right gets like, a little
0: tedious, a little...
1: A little tedious, yeah. and mm-hmm. it just, I feel like with just a billion Ultron robots, it doesn't have the weight that some of the other films have sure. with their action scenes, and Infinity War kind of has this problem as well, mm-hmm. um, but just throwing drones out there for our heroes to use
0: their powers against, it just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it has some issues, but I do think it's an overall solid film. Yeah, solid film. Um and we don't we don't
1: have to keep talking about each film in depth. Sure. Um Ant-Man, I, I thought it's a fun movie. It's Yeah, it's, it's It's light Iron Man. Very light
0: movie. I mean, I I'll go ahead and say I like the sequel more, The Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. I think it's a more confident. Better film. sure. Um both made by Peyton Reed. Yep. Yeah,
1: and I think you did a great job. Um let's see. What, what else do we have? Um, Captain America Civil War.
0: Yeah, so this... I, I guess... Would that be the end of Phase 2? No that's, no, that's in That's phase in Phase three. 3. Okay, now this movie, I will go ahead and say, is one of my least favorite in the whole series. This was the movie, actually, that, like... I didn't know if I wanted to go on uh-huh. after watching this movie. I did not like it that much. I... I... Not only did I dislike the action, but I I had, at this point, I I just, I didn't care what they were fighting about and all the the politics that were happening within the characters. And I just, like, I was, I don't know, I was to a point where I was just kind of like, it's the same color palette, the same look. I'm just, I was like, just kind of zoned out and done. And I really despise that movie. I don't know if that's fair, but that's how we I feel. We feel
1: similar. I don't, my feelings aren't as extreme as yours. I think like, eh, it, it's fine. It, it's a movie. Um, It's not very exciting for me. I think that uh, I think the airport battle's bad. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it doesn't make sense. I think that it is just like to get fans to be like, oh, they did this thing. It, like, it just... It doesn't make sense at all. There are things in the movie I do like. I like Black Panther. I think... You get his, introduced to him for the yes, first time. Yes. I think his action scene on the highway chasing the Winter Soldier, I think that sequence is really good. I do like... I think the last battle between Iron Man and Captain America is really good. Um, I think it's well staged. And I... While I do appreciate, like, the art behind you know, composing action scenes. I also think action scenes really work when they're emotionally driven, if you're telling a story. And I think that they succeeded in that. Um, While the staging isn't as exciting, I think that they do a good job of storytelling through the action.
0: And that's like, to be honest, that's kind of like, because I think we both, we are, I think we both understand What makes a thing good? Sure, I think our biggest difference with when it comes to action sometimes is you have, you get that, and I don't for some reason. Like, I uh, an emotional heft does not, like, if if it's not, staged to my liking, Uh I zone out, and I don't know why. That's just how I go with action movies. Like you think
1: the lightsaber battle in Empire Strikes Back is garbage compared to Last Jedi? Yeah, which you're wrong. No, I mean they—they're they're both great, <laughs> but Empire's better. Um, <laughs> Whatevs, man. Whatevs. So, all right,
0: back on track. W- what do we got next? We have got. Uh... Okay, so this is. I guess we're gonna be. We're Doctor gonna be Strange? talking. Okay, so yeah, we've got a flurry of films here, right? We've got Doctor Strange. I we got Spider Man. We got Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. All these like coming out. Okay, Guardians 2. Guardians 2. I think it's weird that...
1: Okay, I think it's weird and funny that, like, Civil War is your, like, part where you're like, no, I'm done with this. But then every single movie that comes out after that... Like, you're on board for. Yes. But the interesting thing is you were done with it. I was done. So you didn't watch any of those in theater. I did not. And you did not know that they
0: were good movies. Nope. So I, I, I quit. And I kept trying to tell you. Yeah. Like, no, dude, it's different. Mm-hmm. You didn't believe me. I quit the Marvel franchise for, yeah. I guess, a good year. A good uh, year or two. And I I didn't care. Uh, So, you know, and and even, you know, I'd, I there's people I respect in the movie. And, and, and uh, I'm sorry, in the reviewing community uh-huh. and criticism that actually like these movies. Right. And I was like still like, I don't care. I you, you I don't care if you tell me it's good. I've I'm done. So these movies come out. Doctor yeah. Strange, Spider Man, Thor Ragnarok all come out. I didn't see any of them. Time passes. We get to the next summer. You're like, hey, you know what? You should probably watch these. And I'm still like, nah, I'm good. So then we get to I'm going to go in a little forward in time. We get to Guardians 2. Uh Uh-huh. I do go to that because, like, I like like Guardians 1. You like Guardians 1. I like these characters. It's an interesting... It's a different color palette, right? right. So, I go into that. I love it. Uh Uh-huh. Guardians 2, to me, is one of... For me, this it's one of the best movies of, of the Marvel franchise for me. I, I, I had a strong reaction to one it. One
1: thing I will say about the Guardian series, it does seem like they have a very definitive authorship. Sure. Um that the other films in the series lack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know that Guardians, mm-hmm. that is a James Gunn film. Right. Sure. Um it, it kind of like how with the first two Avengers, like, you know that Joss Whedon, like, you can tell that's his dialogue. Yep.
0: Yep. So you know, so watching that, I was like, kind of interested again. But I still was like, you know, that was a good thing. Yeah,
1: but you you watched that and you were done. Still
0: done. Yep. So.
1: It I, was the buildup for Infinity War, wasn't it? It the buildup for Infinity War. Because I watched all of them and I was like, I kept hounding you, yeah. I think. So finally I you like, were like, dude. Dude, they're good. And we had sh- a bunch sh- of
0: people over for Thor. Yep. Yeah. So we, we decided to watch Thor Ragnarok in a group and I was like, yeah, okay. So we watched it. I loved it. Yeah. It's a very good movie. Um, it's He-Man. It's, it's a, it, again, it, it, ta, uh, Taika Watiti, is that uh-huh. how you say his name? Yeah. He, he put, he definitely puts his stamp on that movie. He uh, has, and this is something that I think is interesting. I feel
1: that once we get past Civil War, mm-hmm. I feel like each film outside of, one we're going to talk about in a bit, um, I feel like each of these weird movies, like, there's authorship there. There is. They've, they have definitive
0: they've, voices. They have finally let, I think, some... Yes. They've they've gone past uh, just a serialized look, and these films do have their own, like, breath in them, their own style, their own director's signature to them. And I do find that with, with Thor Ragnarok. I also find that with Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, I also... I mean, now, I don't know any other movies, I guess, that the Spider-Man director did. I don't even know his name right offhand. So Peyton... Just,
1: or no, it's not Peyton Reed. It's
0: not him. I, uh, not Somebody Peyton. who did, like...
1: Oh, he did uh, Cop Car with uh, Kevin Bacon. He also did um Clown. John
0: Watts. Uh, it's name. a
1: horror film uh, called Clown that was weird and good. Okay. Um Yeah, Spider-Man is good because... It is not afraid to, like, there's action scenes and stuff, but it doesn't have the set pieces that the earlier Spider-Man films sure. have. It is kind of a reserved personal film yeah. about growing up. It's it's as much a teen movie as, like, Perks of it Being is, a Wallflower. It is
0: one of the better high school movies I've seen in a while. Now, so after we watched Thor Ragnarok in the group, uh, I, I went ahead and listened to your advice this time, because uh-huh. I was like, okay, that's two Marvel movies in a row that I've enjoyed. I'm going to go ahead and take Stacy's advice. And I borrowed your copy of Spider-Man. Really liked it. Mm-hmm. I borrowed your copy of Doctor Strange. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange, I'll say, like, it
1: does have the pitfalls of being an origin film. Sure. But that character kind of needs it because, like, how do you explain this dude's yeah. powers? But I will say by the time you get to the third act, the film is just... It doesn't care what your expectations are. It's going to be weird and anticlimactic. Yeah, for sure. In kind of the best way possible. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And it is way better than anything else that I've seen that dude do. I think it's with Scott Dickerson. I think he did the Sinister films. Okay. Um. So, yeah, Doctor Strange has like a very unique... Yes, Scott Dickerson. Yes. Um, well, Unique look. Well done. And yeah. yeah, it's good. Um. So, okay, Infinity War.
0: Yes, let's talk about Infinity War. So, we've talked about it a little bit in the podcast before. Um, I rewatched it uh, before Endgame. Uh huh. The first time I saw it in theaters, I I will say like, my feelings changed somewhat. I didn't like it as much the second time. Okay. So we're gonna differ, I think, a little bit on uh-huh. this. Uh huh. And I think the reason why so the first time I watched it, I was it was in theaters. Yeah. And I think I was I was really caught up in it. And I think it's a decent movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. like. But re-watching it a second time... And, and maybe it will work better when Endgame, Endgame comes out and you see it maybe as a whole, like it's uh-huh. kind of supposed to be, I guess. But we've already talked about my dislike of the Russo's action. And Infinity War, there is a lot of action. And watching it a second time for me, I had a hard time with it because... Of all the action and all of, like, you've talked about this a little bit before, how each segment is, like, its own piece in the film. Yeah, so the way I best
1: describe this film is that it's it's like a a film of events, a film of vignettes, right. where it, it plays out very similar to Revenge of the Sith, structurally. Mm-hmm. That film does not have a three-act structure, right. it's just... It's like these are the events to get you to the moment that sure. you know is going to happen. Right, right. And Infinity War plays out the exact same way in that the we and okay, rewatching it, there is a difference in that I believe that Thor has a full character arc mm-hmm. in the film. Sure. He's the only one though. I
0: like Thor stuff in that film and I I like, you know, that he Pals around some with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and but that. he's
1: the only one sure. that experiences like, like change. He's the only one that experiences like a, a, a call to the journey, a, yeah. a, like a quest. Sure, um, and then you get that great moment where he comes back because he can wield the Bifrost. Yeah, um, just with his weapon. And he brings him Rocket and Groot back, right. and it's probably the best moment in the film, sure. I'd say. Yeah. Like by the time like Thor comes to Wakanda, yeah. it's like, fuck yeah, mm-hmm. like this is yeah. yes, I'm in. Sure.
0: And and here's I won't completely shit on the movie because I I do like Thor a lot in this movie. Uh-huh. I also think Thanos is an interesting villain. He's like, great. In the movie. Like I like you actually get a sense of who he is in the other movies. He's he's enough kind of a presence. Yeah, but like. You don't, for me, I like, I don't, I didn't care, like in most of the movies, like about all these stones and, and like, what is his purpose? Because you his didn't, overall you, villain, like, you hear his name a lot, yeah. but like, okay. You whatever. didn't read the books and stuff, you don't, right? Yeah, and you don't, like, sure. care about the history of the books, so right. you don't know what these mean. Sure. So I, I do think the movie does a good job with, you know, under understanding his character a little bit, his motivations a little bit, and. Just like I think he's a good villain, like he's he's a solid villain, and and I think you he know he doesn't see himself as the bad guy. He's right. the good guy. He, he, Wait, yes. He's our savior, right? And that makes for a good villain, sure. And and I do think still uh, after rewatching it, I, I I still enjoy the snap part. Like I think it's a good cliffhanger. The like, rapture, yeah. Like I I do think like it was a ballsy thing to do to. Let that happen and stick with audiences for a whole year, uh-huh. right? Even though, like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Well, it's gonna be, you know, it'll it'll get solved." We but know that Spider-Man like, Homecoming is. We know that a second Man's coming out, or right? Far From Home, Far From Home, right? Yeah. So, but but I still think you know I I, I still think that's a decent moment. Uh huh. Um, just I, I just have overall issues with, with the film as a whole, but I, I don't think it's an awful film. It's just not one of my favorites, It probably. delves
1: into the worst traits that Marvel films have, sure. and that is giant CGI right. drone battle. Right, right. You, at Wakanda, you get this battle between like these aliens with a bunch of arms yep. that have no characterization. In fact, that is probably the biggest flaw in the film, sure. is outside of Thanos none of the villains have characterization and they are like, there are hero villains. Mm -hmm. Um, I I say that not from like a character standpoint, but like featured villains. Mm -hmm. Um, the only featured villain, and I do love this character, um, Ebony Maw, Okay. Yeah. I I like him. Mm-hmm. Um. He actually gets stuff to do. I think his battle when they come to New York
0: is cool. Is that the guy that uh, Iron Man calls Squidward?
1: Yep. Okay. Nice. You like him? <laughs> I do. <laughs> um. But the he other one too. He does. The other ones. It's like okay. There's a big Hulk-like guy with a right. a blade. Yep. Yeah. Um. There's a a lady yeah. that looks like a D and d tiefling. Yeah. Um. She's got like the horns. Right. There's um. There's, like, a dude with a, a spear thing. Yeah. Like, I, and, I, like, I know the names. It's, like, Proxima, Midnight, Corvus Glaive, and I have no idea what the big dude is. But that's the thing. That's all we know about them. It's, like, they're followers of Thanos. Maybe you don't need more than that, but, like, yeah, Star Wars does a better job with their, like, side villains. Sure. Like, you get more of a sense for General Grievous or Count Dooku mm-hmm. than you do, like, any of these characters. They They're just, like... They're pawns. Animated, like yeah. Yeah, here's the. You know that this guy's a bad guy, like a big bad guy, because he did a strong thing, and the heroes have to overcome it. Yeah. Like I don't know. I I just don't get excited about those scenes. But I really dug the battle on Titan. Um, when all the heroes come together. Did you like that action scene? It, the Guardians working with Doctor Strange and there was, Iron Man. I and did. Like the, them almost
0: getting the glove off. Do you not buy into the drama? of that? I will say the drama part, like I was in Star Lord losing like, it. Yes, he is out of his mind and and does definitely a stupid thing. I do, I do like some of that stuff. I, I just you don't think it looks I, good. I just wish they executed better, it, and that's my biggest. It, and it that's that's just something I'm I am I, gonna have to I just have to deal with. Well, not anymore. That's true. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's. Do you want to talk about in game? Y-
1: yeah. Um. We've talked long enough. Um. About Marvel as a whole. Uh. I would say that we both like the series overall. Sure. Um, I probably more so than you. Sure. Um. At worst, I think that movies in the series are average but watchable. There are some that you absolutely loathe. I
0: do. I now. Let. Do you want to do this real quick before we talk spoilers? Can you? I don't know if you made a list. Can you name, like, maybe your three to five favorite movies or franchises? Oh, in the franchise?
1: um, my favorites are Avengers, the first one, um, Guardians 1, and oh, I honestly, like, Endgame is probably up there.
0: Guardians two is probably up there. Ragnarok's probably up there. Okay, I'm just I'll go with these real quick because I I am a uh, a doofus and I decided to rank all twenty one films on my letterbox this yeah, weekend. Man. Um, Avengers is my number one. Uh, Guardians two, Avengers, uh, Endgame, Black Panther, and Thor Ragnarok. Those are my top five. Uh-huh. Um, there are twenty two movies. I have not seen one of them. I have yet to see Captain Marvel. Um, real quickly on that one. That's one of my least favorite films in the series. Captain Marvel. Uh, yes. Uh,
1: it it falls back on their worst tendencies. Sure. Um, it is very like boilerplate origin film, and that is to say, like it is not a bad movie. Like it's fine. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. But it's more in the ways of like. When DC, like Warner Brothers, puts out like a fine movie post-Christopher Nolan. Okay. It's like, okay, yeah, I mean, it's all right. Yeah. Okay. I Aquaman was probably a better film. Hey, I liked Aquaman. Uh, yeah, I mean, we like Aquaman for the same reasons. We like <laughs> sure. the audacious designs. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's pretty. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Captain Marvel, honestly,
0: it, you could not watch Captain Marvel and you wouldn't miss anything. Yeah. And I've, I've got some things to say about her in our... Right. part I will just say this out of the 21 movies I've seen I've given Marvel some harsh criticism in the past uh-huh. after thinking about it yeah. all, all the movies and I, this was a good thing for me to do this weekend just kind of or today in general uh-huh. just just doing this I would probably say 15, 12 to 15 of these movies I would highly recommend that's a very good margin out of 21 movies I've seen right yeah so as much crap as I've, I've given them in the past. They're a solid franchise. They've made a lot of solid movies. There's no doubt there is at least a handful to, you know, a little more that I that I do not like. You becoming a fanboy? Right. Maybe I am. But, you know, I will say that from from all the grief I've given them, they they are a very solid franchise to have for me to have that decent amount of their movies work for me
1: when so. uh, criterion releases their marvel movies uh, <laughs> box sets are they going to do it as a collection or do you think they're going to go by phases 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 straight up yeah all right maybe then the film nerds will respect <laughs> um <laughs> and believe me if they could get the rights to any of those films they would do it in a heartbeat <laughs> very good uh, okay, so let, just real quick, a summary celebration. Marvel with these twenty-two films, they have done something that has never been done in cinema before. Um, the only time like this has been tried, uh, shared universes. Universal did that with the original horror movie series. Um, they had crossovers with their monsters uh, constantly. Uh, you you have things like the Godzilla series, which is like thirty some films mm-hmm. deep. Um, which you know you would get characters from other films. But outside of those things, you know, um, as far as longevity goes, like James Bond has had more yeah. films in its series, but this type of storytelling, the serialized storytelling, everything being an event, everything being like, you have to see each chapter and like everybody, there's mm-hmm. just a a, a, a hunger for it. Yeah uh this is something that we have never seen and we might never see again because right. lord knows every studio on the planet is trying to capture this magic uh universal tried to do a dark universe with their monsters that failed warner brothers has been trying to do um dc right. and that is constantly failing yeah. in different magnificent ways to which i think they're at the point where they've said f it yep. and they're just going to do solo films from sure. now on um Everybody's trying to do a shared universe. And I think that Marvel has definitely changed the way that movies are made now. Uh they definitely changed definitely like Definitely in
0: the blockbuster genre.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um also with with this power and like the critical reception, the audience reception, um, they're now passing their films on to more auteurs. Um there's definitive authorship of most of these movies now, yep. um, you can see, you know, you, you, you can see the dialogue, or feel the dialogue, you know, hear it, and be like, yes, I know that, like, Joss Whedon wrote that. Um, you you can get a sense that, you know, this is a James Gunn film. You can get a sense that this is a Ryan Coogler film. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're handing these films off to people with definitive visions, and I think that's just gonna make their movies better. And I honestly think by, like, this point i think they can do anything they want and people are going to show up yeah and i think that's great for movie lovers because it's exciting to see tentpole blockbusters that have balls and that are like willing to do weird Mm -hmm. new things yeah um and these movies being made do not keep other movies from being made
0: yeah, I you know people complain about like Hollywood blockbusters that's, and stuff. You know, and that's something I don't really want to go into rabbit hole about. But I have that is something that I've I've seen on Twitter this last week. We've had some uh, people kind of wonder out loud what what this means for the movie industry. Is is it good? Uh, and I don't have an opinion one way or another. I'm. I've never. I. I'm intrigued by money wise, but it's, it's nothing I've never been like, as you, that's something you kind of, you like to dig into. Yeah. It's nothing I've really dug into, but I think it's fascinating just to see what's, what's happening in the landscape. I'm going to say
1: that I do think it's good because anything that can get people out of the house, um, stop people. Like this is an event. We do not have those that much anymore, like you said earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of like Star Wars movies and you know, Pixar, mm-hmm. um, the occasional Disney film. Yeah. You know, we don't get too many events. As awesome as like something like Mission Impossible Fallout was. Like that did that wasn't a, a cultural event. Sure. Right. Um, I think it's good. It it gets everybody on the same page. You know, it, it has that feeling of you know films from the 70s or 80s that were events like when alien came out when star wars came out when the godfather came out everybody went to the theaters to see those movies mm-hmm. um and they would wait in the lines forever to see these movies they wanted to talk about these movies and they wanted to consume these movies over and over again so they can just pick out more things and i i think fandom is a good thing man and like i said earlier i don't think it's it does not stop you know people from making other movies you know what it might stop it might stop you from booking chris hemsworth in a movie sure but i mean outside of that the people movies are still being made we are getting a phenomenal amount of independent films we're getting great artistic achievement in film every single year despite having these tentpole blockbusters so if we're gonna have tentpole blockbusters. I would rather have something brave, bold, and doing, like, serial storytelling and just new interesting things than opposed to, like, the 90s where everything was... And I, I love some of these movies, but everything was, like, you know, like, these big disaster things and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's all the same stuff. I, I'm i excited, man. I'm excited to see where things are going to go from here. And do you want to talk about In Game some? That, you know... Let's go ahead and do it, man. Spoilers. If you are listening to the podcast, if you have not seen Endgame, turn it off right now. We will be back in a couple weeks, but turn off the podcast.
0: Yeah. And... You've been warned. You've been warned. Let's do it. All right, man. Uh, What do you love about this film? Okay, so... Avengers Endgame. This, obviously, I kind of spilled the beans a little. We both did. Just... I love this movie. Me too. a, a big fan of this movie for... Everything I said earlier about Infinity War, like, I have very little negative to say about this movie. It hit all the things for me that are what have drawn me to this series. So, like, I've talked about my love for Guardians 2. That and Endgame are the two movies in this this whole franchise for me that have got me emotionally involved. Uh So, we've kind of talked about my past with a lot of these characters, I don't hold on to, to them very like there are characters I like obviously but like I'm like you know whatever happens happens. So what what got me invested was basically I think the first hour of this movie and I don't know how you feel cuz we haven't actually talked about this yet. Uh-huh. The first hour of this movie it is like my favorite thing they have done in the whole franchise. It takes a look at what the fallout is from Infinity War. You get the snap right, and you get like this this amazing opening scene with with Tony Stark and Nebula. Is uh-huh. that her name? Yep. They're on this ship, and they're probably going. You think they're going to die? They uh-huh. end up being saved by Captain Marv- Marvel. Marvel. Yep. Yes? Um But anyway, it, it it's this very dreary open. And after that, you like you also get I guess this opening maybe it's the opening scene of Hawkeye's character. Yeah, it is it, the opening. I'm scene. Sorry, and his family and and what what happens to his family during the snap as they just disappear and basically in front of his eyes raptured. And you like right in, I was like, oh man, this is some this is some heavy stuff right here, and the opening song, the traffic song, like just just a. Man, it couldn't have opened any better for me. And from, like, there on, like, in that first hour, like, you get a moment where, like, five years pass, right? Uh-huh. And you see, like, what's happened to their world, the world that the characters are in. Um, what do you think about
1: them going on a mission... To kill Thanos and killing Thanos in the first half hour of the Very film. Very unexpected.
0: Like. <laughs> that happens with what? Within the first 15 to 20 minutes? A half hour, I and, think. And, you know, he's, and that's a moment where you're, like, thinking, okay, uh, this is going to happen. This, I'm sure it's going to happen. Right. Like not, not not here. And we get Thanos on this, like, he's made he, his home in <laughs> this, like, random planet. And he's, like, got, like, random, like fruits that he's like (laughs) gathering (laughs) and like I I like it though like I liked what was happening Uh and, and he's just like a broken person like nothing nothing happened the way he thought it would right so like he takes out half the world not just you know earth but like the galaxy right yeah and you know his his belief was I'm gonna take out half the population of everything and we're going to grow Right? Like, things are going to get better. It shows hints of things getting better. I think at one point, like, people talk about, like, seeing whales. Yeah. And, like, you know, but overall, like, people are grieving. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't end. He he, he didn't understand that would happen. He didn't understand why people wouldn't move on. Right. Right? And so, like, he's not, he's in a bad place himself. So they come and and obviously they take him out. They find out that he has destroyed the stones because they thought, well, we can get these back. We can change, reverse things. What did
1: you think about the movie being as dark as it is for being a family film? Yeah. Like
0: he cuts Thanos' head off. Cuts his head off. We get a couple beheadings, I believe, in the film. Yeah, Thor cuts Thanos' head off. Uh, I, I loved it. Um, but, yes, it's, it was very surprising. Um, it, it, man, I, I, I just... in like, I, I just... I loved that, that, that first hour so much. We get, like, after this happens, like, they kill Thanos for the first time here. Um, we get a five years, like I said. We get this great scene, which which I actually... One of my favorite scenes in the movie. I don't care if others think it's cheesy or not. For me, it worked, is you have Captain America in this, like, support group. Yeah. Talking with others... You know, one thing I, th- I think that's very interesting about this movie, we've had so many movies since one of the biggest events in our country's history. You, All, all the time when you think about, you know, disaster movies or uh-huh. or, or, or these big battles happening on our uh, country, we think about 2001, yeah. um, uh, September 11th, right? Yeah. And we've had a lot of movies that have done this. To me... And maybe I'm speaking hyper hyperbolically because it's the last thing I've seen, but I truly feel this was a movie that got that, that most affected me when thinking about that.
1: I agree. I think
0: that, I think
1: that this movie handles survivor's guilt mm-hmm. better than any movie. Sure? And we just had like Suspiria Mm-hmm. That like that whole sure.
0: movie is coded in that right. and
1: i think this movie does yeah. it better yeah the, the,
0: the, this for me is one of the best at, at doing what it was doing and you know we we get this scene like i said with him um in the support group talking to others i believe one of the russo brothers is actually one of the the guy that has the most speaking parts there uh-huh. talking about um the what, what he's going through Yep. Yeah. with another dude that's right the first time i believe a gay character has actually been brought up in the marvel universe which is interesting
1: well and i like that it's like it's not even brought up to be a big deal it's just Captain's it's just like
0: normal that's great yep um but uh and then like there there's a moment also a little after that that i also love where you know this is going a little bit further which we can talk about but you know paul rudd uh we find out um gets uh back into the world from a rat stepping on uh, for
1: me <laughs> um him coming back is one of the most emotional yeah. moments in the film sure um it, it's the moment where so he goes to there's this mass grave like remembering all of the people who were yep. lost in the snap and he's desperately looking for his daughter right mm-hmm. and
0: She's not on there. Right. that's that's an amazing scene. We have they're called the vanished, right? Right. You see all these murals. And again, I just I just think of of what happened in New York. You know, all or even like, you know, also like tributes to war, right? Yeah, all these people that have same sorts of monuments. It's a very affecting scene. This for me, this whole first hour, I found myself actually at you know, I didn't. I wouldn't say I full on cried, but I teared up a couple times in this first hour, and I agree. it uh, it it got to me like I wasn't prepared for. See, I'll put it that way.
1: Money in. I think that Paul Rudd is like the silent MVP of this film.
0: They needed him in this movie. He
1: sure like the moment where he steps on his like old porch and his daughter's still there, mm-hmm. and like she's older, right? Like grown up. Yeah. Like, I him embracing her and the look on his face, man. Mm-hmm. It's like oh man, that's freaking acting. Yeah, He like, yeah. sells it and yeah, it hit me. Yep, yeah. so, It's so yeah. good.
0: And and we're not going to have time probably to go over every scene. Yeah, we probably need to speed up. So I'm just going to talk about some other things I liked real quick. Yeah. Um, and I'll let you talk. Uh, some other things I, like, I really enjoyed. Uh, the whole middle section of the movie is what's called the time heist. Uh-huh. This was a lot of fun. Uh, you get to go... F- like back into movies in the past as they're trying to refine all these infinity stones. Um I thought that was a lot of fun, especially going back into the old Avengers movie. Um it, it was it was it was a good time. Would you say the greatest
1: achievement of this film is making Thor the Dark World relevant? Actually relevant? Yes,
0: that's that's very true. <laughs> like is that a miracle of filmmaking? It is a miracle. Yes, cuz I think we're we're both not the biggest fans of that movie, but they did make uh that movie relevant here. I I found very uh, also again a, a part that that kind of got to me emotionally. Um thinking about, you know, Thor again, he, he <laughs> This movie is very funny, by the way. What did you think <laughs> of uh Thor Lebowski? Yeah, Fat Thor is great. Uh you know, Well the, <laughs> the, the and, do you love that um uh, Tyka, his character was it Korg? Yes. That shows up. They're playing video games. Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I laughed very hard during that scene, especially like Chris Hemsworth gets on like. i to rip your arms off. Microphone. Put them up your butt. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thor is Thor is fantastic in this movie. Another thing about this movie is uh, we've lost we lost a lot of characters in the uh-huh. first one, so you have to be content with the characters they're giving you for this movie, and. Yeah, you don't have Chris Pratt for most of it, right? So, what I they do a good job of like you're getting back kind of the basics of the first Avengers, like the people that are left Uh are those are your main Avengers and some side characters. What do you think of uh, sorts?
1: What do you think of Ronan slash Hawkeye? Yeah,
0: (laughs) not my favorite. You didn't like that stuff. I don't. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I would also say like. I think Jeremy Renner is a good actor. Uh-huh. I've never been in, like invested in the Hawkeye character. Like...
1: But he's the human one that keeps us grounded with right, his family.
0: Exactly. Uh, but I, I do find it hilarious that, like, after his family dies, he just goes, like, on a murderous streak. Um, just taken out. You,
1: <laughs> I think the reason he's doing that is because, like, his family is, like, good. Right. And I think that there being criminals and like murderers and rapists and people that did not get taken. Sure. But his and family he's, he's did. He's trying to make vengeance. You know. It's like this isn't fair. Right. And he mm-hmm. is trying to yeah. make it more fair in his own way. Sure.
0: And I thought that that's good. Now, I will say, uh, I liked that the Russo brothers tried to do like their like kind of a long take there with that action sequence also a little different than a lot of their action scenes they've shot
1: ridiculously violent a man's throat gets slit yeah and you see like sprays of blood There are
0: actually like a lot of blood and alien blood in this movie as well yeah (laughs) and a lot of like people being taken apart that's right yeah so messed up yeah uh so yeah thor I, i love thor i will also say this uh We've talked about a little bit of our relationships with the characters. Chris Evans has been, like... I liked him a lot in the first Captain America. Since then, I'm like, whatever. I loved, I, I loved him in this movie. He's great. Like, him... Uh, like him. I and, don't think he's a bad part in any of the films, though. I think he's great. I Like, that's the thing, is, like... I just... I'm just there with him, like, before. I, I don't think he's a bad actor in any of them. I'm just, like... I don't care. Just because I think mostly, like... I'm so drawn to somebody like Robert Downey, especially like in Civil War. You know, uh-huh. like I'm just like, even though Captain America might be more right than him, that's a matter of opinion. Uh-huh. I just I like Robert Downey in this movie. He worked very well for me. I don't know what it was. I just I really liked his character in this movie. Setting a lot up the
1: time high stuff. Um, what do you think? Do you think it's pretty like brave and awesome that some of these characters' lives got better. After yeah. the snap, like so, Iron Man has a family, yeah, and he's content. Yep, um, he has Hulk, a kid. Like the like, this Mark Luke? Ruffalo, he conquers yep. the Hulk. Like he fuses the yep. Hulk's body with his brain. Which,
0: by the way, probably the they've actually probably figured out Hulk technology the best in this movie. Uh-huh. Like, he looks the best I've ever seen Hulk look. Hulk probably. tech. Do you think that Hulk tech should earn them the
1: Oscar this year? I feel like Marvel never gets special effects. Yeah, it, it for it's Oscars. it's pretty fantastic with that.
0: If Hulk Tech doesn't win an Oscar, that'll are be you a bummer. Range? I might. All right, uh, Hulk Tech is great in this movie. Yes, because uh, it looks like Ruffalo. It does. It, it, they do a pretty fantastic job with that.
1: Um, oh,
0: what what else do you like? Okay, so a few other things here before you know, um, I, like the the time heist. So, I, I just want to say this, by the way, like, for as much, like, if, if you think about this logistically, I guess uh-huh. if you really think about it, some of the time stuff doesn't necessarily make sense. I will say this, I didn't care. Okay, I was going to ask you
1: about that, like, your thoughts on time travel. I, and it seems like the internet's bitching about it, right. but also it seems like the internet, and the funny thing about it is the movie directly addresses the whole oh movie time travel is not how time time travel works like back to the future and stuff like that's not how it Mm -hmm. works if you change the past it doesn't change the future it just opens up a new timeline sure um which i I think like basic string theory um yeah and i mean we're not educated enough to uh speak on that too much right but i'm pretty sure that's what that is um So, I, I do think it's funny that the movie, like, blatantly explains the rules mm-hmm. of what it's doing. <laughs> right. And then people are still <laughs> bitching about it. Sure. And it's like, well, you're comparing it to movies that they just said was bullshit. Right. And here's the thing. All time travel in all movies is bullshit. Um, it, As soon as you introduce time travel into a thing, you either have to accept it thematically or it's like, uh, yeah. like you're off board. Yep. Yeah.
0: And, and that's the thing. Like, if I really wanted to think about it. I'm sure I could come up with holes. But that's any time travel movie but, ever. Exactly. And I don't care. For this movie, I didn't care. Yeah. And that, I think that says a lot about the movie. Yep. Because it didn't matter to me. And they do a fine enough job explaining the rules of their movie. Right. And I was having... And s- I don't think they
1: break the rules of their movie. Right. And
0: I, They don't. I think that's right. And, and I was having such a like a, an enjoyment with the time heist uh-huh. themselves. I didn't care. Like I think one of the strong moments is... You know, this is a fun callback when we get to the Avengers storyline uh-huh. and we see Captain Mer- uh, Captain America going into the elevator. We're expecting, oh, here comes the fight, right? And it's shot the same it way shot as the same Soldier. way and we get the turn where he, you know, Hail Hydra. It's uh-huh. a funny little thing. I enjoyed that a lot. Just, you know, good stuff. Now, so I have a lot more to say. We're in a bit of a, I'm going to say we need to probably wrap this up soon so I'm going to let you talk. But I will yeah. say this. Um I, I gave this four stars. I loved this movie. I think it's one of their stronger efforts. Um, the stuff at with, which for me, like you know me, I'm not like the hugest story person in the world, but like the way they wrapped up the arcs for Iron Man and Captain America, I think, are brilliant. Uh-huh. I liked both of their endings. Um and like their arcs just completely came around full circle and I respect that a lot. Um if I was to have any complaints about this movie, again, the last battle sequence—it's just Russo's being Russo's. But I will say it's, it's their best. It is their best. I agree with you 100. And here's why. Yes, there is focus. There is focus. Um, sure. You have
1: the MacGuffin of the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. They are trying to keep it away from the bad guys, right. and each character gets their hero moment. Yeah. Things that I love about that last scene—I love the that it's being passed off between character to character. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Doctor Strange's intro, like everybody
0: sure. from the Marvel universe
1: that we've ever cared it's, about. It's
0: really fun to see them all come through the portals. Through the as portals, well. sure.
1: Um, and also, like, and you knew it's gonna happen, but that moment where um, Thanos has Stormbreaker like right. at Thor's throat, he's yep. gonna kill Thor, mm-hmm. and we see Mjolnir fly through yep. and smack Thanos, yep. and it comes back to Captain's hand. And not only that, but he wields it. Like, yeah. he shoots freaking lightning out now, of it and beats the shit out of everyone.
0: Yeah. Now, for me, the best part like, of that... Like, did you
1: get excited when you saw okay, that? Okay,
0: this is what I got excited about, because I don't know the origins Because he's worthy, Nolan. He's worthy. What the, the best part for me was Thor going, I knew it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I did... La- I, I like that part. It's a part. nice callback to mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, sure. And I will say, like... I don't I wanna know how your theater felt. My theater was like Yeah Oh they, yeah everyone loved uh, it. That that know? is the moment in
1: the movie <laughs> where people are just like, oh my god. Now
0: for me it was a moment of not that it, it didn't ruin anything. I'm just uh-huh. like I don't I didn't understand, but I was like he's I'm, worthy. I'm just gonna go with it. It's it's You fine. didn't understand that like in this
1: moment that like Captain America's redemption, <laughs> um, he he finally like He he fixed his friendship with, like, Tony and, like, all the things that he did that were questionable in regards to, like, their freedoms. Like, all that's, like, forgotten and all this stuff. And, like, they're doing all this sacrifice to, like, try to fix everything. Yeah. And Murnor has decided that he is worthy and he is able to go into battle wielding it. Well. It's awesome. I'll take it. It's freaking awesome. I enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. And... Yo, go, go, go ahead. I I thought the movie did a great job of every character getting their hero moment, which is something that I feel like the last movie was lacking. Sure. Um, you we do get it with Thor, and you do get it with like Captain America when he first shows up to like defend Vision and Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch. But in this movie, everybody gets their moment. Like Iron Man obviously gets the moment. Right. Um, you know, Thor gets his like redemption. Um. You know, it, he seems to be on a path of um,
0: probably more fitness in his life after this. I, by the way, a quick side note I like, I, I really enjoyed that they that kept him fat. Thor is the same size and look the whole way. Like, there's nothing that's like happens to where like he gets back in shape or like changes. Like, I enjoy so much that fat he Thor. is fat, Thor, like just like completely out of his element the whole movie the hulk gets his moment yep freaking ant-man
1: like saves everybody sure. i i also enjoy this the women of marvel shot
0: the did you like that <laughs> i thought that was cheesy yeah but you're but like right you're it. like mm, feminism <laughs> exactly you're like you like that shot i was fine with it, it was cool it was i also enjoyed like uh bautista thrax drax. drax i'm sorry I enjoyed his moment, just uh-huh. out of nowhere, where he's just like on a dude's back, just stabbing, just stabbing. knives into him. I I did enjoy that. Uh, and yeah, the, you make a good point. Quick, Also, quick side note, one of my other kind of issues with the movie, I haven't seen Captain Marvel, her character in that movie, and them trying to explain why she isn't there, which I do understand. I guess other she's planets. like this, you know, is yeah. supposed to look over everything. She is powerful, like uh-huh. so powerful that I don't understand where they where they're gonna go with that. Like they had to keep her out of the movie to the, make it <laughs> more like, perilous. Anyway, again, I, I try not to. It, the she more has more the Superman you, problem. The more you try to think of that stuff, yeah. the worse you are. So I'm just like, whatever. I I have an issue with that. Oh, but man. I'm we're, fine we're with we're it. We're
1: gonna wrap up. I gotta pee. All right. Um, okay. So to wrap up. Um,
0: Black Widow's death. How'd you feel? I was... It was... It was fine. I was Good like, acting. It was. Like, I was a little bummed, actually. Uh-huh. I kind of like her. I know they don't do a lot with her, but I like her character. And, like, I was a little confused, because I know they're going to make a Black Widow movie, but I guess it's going to be a prequel. A prequel so, Probably. you know, whatever. All right. Big one. Iron Man. Iron Man. Uh, I, was, I am Iron Man. I was not expecting him to die. Really? I thought it was going to be Captain America. Okay. Um, of course, Captain America. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. But, uh, I didn't cry or anything, but I was like still bummed because I've already talked about how much I love Robert Downey. Did okay. Were you not affected when Peter came up and like,
1: and also like Tony's arc, the whole thing, the thing that convinces him to do the time heist is like his failure as a dad the first time. Right.
0: To Peter. Sure. That,
1: like, he felt like a surrogate right. died to Peter. No, it,
0: it was, it's a nice moment. Like, and, like, Peter comes up and it's just like. That's, again, that's just a personal. Like, thing. the
1: sacrifice means so much to Tony right. because, like, he did fix the world. No, it,
0: enough, it, it didn't not work for me. Like, uh-huh. I just didn't. The, the, I didn't get emotional just because of my. I don't know.
1: And let me tell you my favorite emotional yeah. part from this happening. Okay. When. John Favreau, Happy Hogan, is sitting I'll with his daughter. Cheeseburgers. And it's like your dad liked cheeseburgers. Yeah. Do you,
0: not, do you not tear up? No. Do you not get affected? None of that affected You have me. no soul. But it didn't mean I didn't like it. Like, no heart. I, like, it's black. All good stuff. Mm. I have no issue with any of that. Sad now. Me. Fair enough. Okay. So, you
1: didn't give a shit that Iron Man died. It was just a, no, like, hear, like, it you, happened. Come on, come on.
0: <laughs> I I do I did care because I lo- I love mm-hmm. him as Iron Man like yeah. he will be missed in this series. Uh huh. So like, another question is where we go from here. That's a whole different thing. Also, but, like, another
1: complaint that you've had in the past
0: stakes. Yeah. What do you feel about this film raising the stakes? That's another reason why I quite enjoyed this movie, um, and why I had some sort of reservations about Infinity War because mm-hmm. I was like. Why does any of this matter? Because everything's going to be fine. But it's not. It turns out everything is not completely fine. Like, what
1: is the next Avengers film? I have no idea. Um, right, Captain America. How do you feel about his arc? Loved it.
0: You love the finish of, like, him living his life? I do. Because he was finally at a place in his mind where he's, like... I've got a chance to go back and be with a person I love and actually spend a life that I never got to have. Do you Did that make you choke it, up? A, again, it didn't. When you saw
1: him sitting on the bench and you knew, you knew that's what it was. Mm-hmm. You didn't get sad like, no, a little? I was actually, like,
0: it it wasn't tears of happiness? No, I, I mean, I was happy for him. Right. But I wasn't, yeah, I didn't I didn't tear up, but I, I was just happy for him. Did you nut up whenever he passed <laughs> the shield off to... <laughs> I was actually quite confused. Because I Why? thought it was going to be Bucky. Falcon, dude. <laughs> That's how much Bucky's I know about Bucky's still things. recovering. See, I don't know about
1: anything. I mean, Bucky does take up the mantle for a little while. But Falcon is... So, like the there was one.
0: there was something I was listening to this <laughs> last week. And they were like, man, someone should have really got with... Uh, what's, what's the actor's name, Falcon? Uh, Anthony Mackie? Anthony Mackie. They're like, whoever did his beard did a bad job. And I was like... His beard? That's interesting. I'm going to have to rewatch that and see how bad his facial hair was hey, in that moment. Um, let, let's
1: talk about <laughs> something that if if Captain's old age makeup didn't look good. Yeah. Say it looked more like a watchman makeup okay. than like a Dick Smith
0: brilliant piece yeah. of work. Would that scene have worked? I mean, I would been laughing. Right.
1: <laughs> but the makeup's great. They did make it. It, it is yeah. like the best old age makeup since Dick Smith, yeah,
0: right? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I had no issue it with it whatsoever. So, yeah. That movie should win and, some Oscars. And the the last scene, by the way, also completely works, where you get finally get the dance scene with uh, Captain America yeah, and Peggy. And I, I think it's a uh, very, very good way to end the movie. Yeah. Loved it.
1: I'm glad you liked the movie, man.
0: I liked it a lot. Um, seems like we're going to get Guardians of the Galaxy 3 Ooh, with Thor. One more thing I'll say, yes, I am very pumped for that, because Thor with the Guardians is my definitely my it's me that's, maybe we'll get some beta ray bill heck yeah man i don't know what that is but sure um the third alternate costume in marvel ultimate alliance for thor
1: you know the horse person okay the thor horse person yeah that's better bill okay he's also worthy of Norn. we all learned something spoilers also we're gonna get adam warlock
0: i've heard that name as well
1: he's at the end of guardians 2 they show him it's what the gold people make okay Guardians 3. Very excited. Uh, What does the next Avengers team look like? Who's the leader? Okay, I'll go with...
0: Mm, that's a good question. Do you get Smart Hulk, or is he done? I hope we keep Smart Hulk. Hawkeye. I want, I want Smart Hulk. Is Hawkeye uh, still there? Probably.
1: Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Um, dude, Scarlet Witch had a badass moment, too. Um, she did
0: have some sweet moments. What about... Uh, Here's a... My question is, like, how much are they going to, like... Ant-Man was a big part of this movie. Yeah. Like, how big are they going to make him in film? He's in come? the original like, Avengers. Okay. The comic books. Uh, also, I mean, like, Thor's still there, obviously. Yeah, Thor. Um, You know, I think Black Panther will be, in Spider-Man Black both Panther will is an a big part of Spider-Man these things. Spider-Man is an Avenger. So. Captain Marvel? Uh, it seems like it. Yeah. So these are the people that are going to be probably leading us to this next so phase. So our next arc, do you think we're going to get, like, Krang? I don't know what that is either.
1: Yeah, he's a time, a time guy. He's like a Thanos oh, only he deals with time. Okay, I'm down with that. So like Let's he wants happens. to
0: manipulate time. So, I guess up next or we Kong, have King King Kong. Krang. I don't know. Up next we have a new Spider-Man movie coming yeah. out in what this summer? Two months. Two months. So that'll be. Uh, I guess from what I understand, that will technically be the end of. Phase three.
1: Yeah. And then we're going to get a bunch of movies that we don't know yet because surprises. Um, We have to end. What do we got on the plate for next week?
0: All right. So... Or two weeks. Yes. In two weeks, we're going to be discussing a director by the name of Jama Fanaka. I hope I said his name right. Okay. This is a black director from the, I believe, the 70s. Okay. We're going to be talking two of his films. One called... Uh welcome home brother Charles. Okay. Another called penitentiary. I've heard of
1: these. So, uh
0: this is a filmmaker I'm very much interested in. I think it's going to be a fun conversation. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about these movies. I've never seen them. Uh-huh. And I don't believe you have either. So, Correct. I think it's going to be a nice deep dive into something new for both of us. Hell yeah. So, man. that's what we've got in a couple weeks. In the meantime, uh you can uh find us at Cinema Parlor. We are on iTunes. Please like us, subscribe, rate, review. Give us reviews. You can find us on Letterboxd under uh, me, Chuck Madden Jr. Talk to us on Twitter. Escalabra84. Um, yep, find us on Twitter at Cinema Parlor. And uh, I got nothing else, man. Yeah, I got peace so bad. Yeah. We will see you guys in a few weeks. Goodbye. All right.
2: Hey! A little tune I never finished. You play pretty good. I had a group in high school, Howard and the Heartbreakers. Ooh, heavy, Howard, very heavy. Maybe you should be our manager. Wait a second. Maybe you're just the kind of bizarro influence we need. Forget it. No more jobs here. Uh Uh-uh, I think you'd be a great manager. I'm going to suggest it to the girls. I've given up trying to assimilate. Mm -hmm. I've got to get back to my own kind. Although, I have developed a greater appreciation for the female version of the human anatomy. Howard, you really are the worst. (laughs) Come on, let's watch David Letterman. Hmm. Come on okey dokie. You know, I got a feeling my life's really gonna change since you fell into a ducky. Yeah, well, I'm glad somebody's happy. If I could just get my career back on course, I'd only have the old standard worry left. What's that? I just can't seem to find the right man. Maybe it's not a man you should be looking for. Ah, uh, you think I might find happiness in the animal kingdom, ducky? Like they say, though. Love's strange. We could always give it a try. Hmm. Okay, let's go for it, Mr. Macho. What do you mean, okay? It was joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, <sighs> I'm pretty tired. It's just that you're so incredibly soft and cuddly. Bev, let's be realistic. I mean, my apartment's zillions of miles from here. (gasps) You're three feet taller than I am. (gasps) I just can't resist your intense animal magnetism. Uh Whoops. Anyway, where will it all lead? Marriage? Kids? A house in the suburbs? Let's just face it. It's fate. No, it's not. (sighs) I've got a headache. And I got the aspirin. (gasps) Be gentle Just one goodnight kiss, sweet ducky
0: Come on, Howard, I was
2: just kidding